Happy Thursday. It is another episode of the Budo Brothers podcast. And today I'm with none other than Kyle. And I guess I might as well introduce you because we're doing that today. You're, I'm with Eric. I switched it up on you. <laughs> trying, to keep, trying to keep it fresh. And, and today we want to bring up a topic about doing what you say. As the Wu-Tang Clan would say, word is Bond. Oh, <laughs> word is bond. Word is Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. But it's but, important. And traditionally, your word was your bond. It is yeah. all you had to go on. Mm-hmm. It is what represented you. That guy is a trustworthy person right. and he did what he said he was going to do. And I can trust him the next time um, in any decision. Or if he says, He's going to do something or in a business deal or what he says or she, mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. And it is, is it fleeting? Do you find, do you find that people's word means less today or do you think it's the same or how do you feel about it? I feel like it's gotten easier to come up with excuses. Why? And I think it's coming, it's become easier to bail on plans and mm. you know drop a text and oh, you can't make it hey sorry could we reschedule you know you're gonna hey i'll call you at three o'clock hey sorry got busy you know it's 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 socially acceptable in our overworked stressed out society to say you're going to do something and then not do it but it's those honestly those little things they add up you know if you and i've seen it in patterns in others where they consistently say they're going to do something and then they don't do it so that the next time they say they're going to do something, I do not expect them to do it. Mm. And that is the dilution of your word. That's the dilution of your commitment. And I really do think that that act, since it is in low, lower supply, it is now of higher value. If everyone is flaky McFlakersons yeah. and you're the only one that holds their word and is reliable and shows up when they say they're going to show up and does what they say they're going to do, that's going to stand out way more than all of the flakiness. Yeah. I think it is a form of currency too. Like a untold currency that stood the test of time. If you are consistent in your word, it builds trust. And we've had this discussion one of the hardest things in business, in the workplace, in life, is to build trust with another individual. Mm-hmm. When somebody trusts you, they are more likely to purchase from you, interact with you, create relationships with you, give you referrals. Yeah, it's a foundation. So your word is literally a form of currency because it is where you can actually generate revenue from if you were to boil it down your word is so important that it can dictate how relationships go if you are very shaky with your word and you say something to somebody they're instantly begin to question just like you just said is this person telling the truth are they going to show up on time are they going to do this thing they get a whole bunch of different stories and concepts in their head which can affect a relationship versus if you are a person that says what they do it's like hey 
I'm going to do this. And that person here is like, yeah, he's, he's going to do it without, mm-hmm. without fail. Mm-hmm. And that's how trust is built. Yes. One thing I do find, though, is that in the current state of the world, compared to what it used to be, information and things happen so much quicker. So you are oversaturated with appointments, meetings, 15-minute meetings, this, jumping on the Zoom call. There's so many different things bombarding you at all times that it's sometimes hard to organize, even in your brain, what you have to do on a particular day. Yeah. And I find in even my personal experience, it makes it hard to keep your word. Yeah. Just by because just because you forget things. Yeah. It's like, okay, six things just got booked in the last 10 minutes. Right. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And like at that moment in time, you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll remember that. I really want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'll remember that. Definitely going to remember that. Then it gets to that time and you like you get the random ding. Hey, are you joining? Are you joining? <laughs> there's there's nothing worse than you, like literally you, you're. It's happened to me, especially in the Zoom era. It's like you know what? I don't have any meetings. I got to start work at eight. I'm gonna get up at like seven forty-five. <laughs> you know, get after it. But then it's like oh, ding! Your meeting is in fifteen minutes, and you're like still in bed. <laughs> yeah, or the classic like, oh man, are you? Like, are you at work? There's a, the person waiting here for you. Oh, for the meeting. that's like, the worst. Oh, I'm just, I'm just stuck oh, in traffic. You, you haven't even changed the, out of your pajamas yet. Worst. Or you're on the other side of town. Yeah. Hey, man, are you joining us for this meeting? Uh, oh, <laughs> the man. deer in the headlights. It's happened to us all. Yeah. And so is it that we're just so bombarded and overloaded that it's easy to accept without... And it's easy to accept obligations and easy to forget that you accepted the obligation? Yeah. It's it's easy to forget that you accepted. If you were to look at, let's say, 50 years ago, if you went to work, the only form of contact with you would be a telephone. And like in some places, like let's, let's go over older. Let's go about 80, 90 years ago. Like, Telephones were the only point of, of, of contact. Direct communication. And you didn't, everybody didn't have access to them. Yeah. So to make an appointment with somebody, you either had to see oh. them or, or like be in the room with them. You had to be accountable. Yeah. So you can max get like two appointments a day. Like mm-hmm. Rick walked sure. three blocks to be like, hey, can we have this meeting next week? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, Rick walked two right. blocks. Like, yeah. let's, let's, let's sort this out. Now, there's a device in your hand blowing up every six seconds. Like, hey, give me attention in this way, this way. Do you want to do this meeting? Do yeah. you want this? And like, it, for me, because I just don't think I have that type of brain, it's hard to process all of the inputs. Yeah. And even spatially figure out, like, am I overpromising my time? Right. Right? Yeah. Like, am I overpromising my time? And even too, like I've heard strategies, it's like, t- pause, take a moment, say, I'll get back to you and then get back to the person on the appropriate time and date. Like I've heard these strategies. Yeah. But I tried that and then I forget to get back right. to the person. <laughs> You're just a dick. <laughs> hey, thank you. Ghosted me. Yeah. 
Like, and you didn't do what you said you were going to do. You right. said you'll get back to them, and then you didn't do it, right? And that gets back to doing what you say. Yeah. And this is also kind of in the same lines of practicing what you preach. Mm-hmm. And if I know I've seen it where I've had some incredible people in my life that give me unbelievable information and coaching and, and insights that change the course of my life. But then I look at them and they're not practicing what they preach. Hmm. So my question is, if somebody doesn't practice what they preach, is what they preach less valuable? Does it dilute the lesson? I don't think so. Only because of professional sports. Okay. Uh, There are some amazing, like one of the most impactful videos that of this example that came up to me was a running back named Marshall Falk, right? And they were talking about how he had this amazing coach. And I looked at this coach and like, he obviously does not do anything active ever. Yeah. But he is coaching Mm. this like top tier athlete on how Mm -hmm. to run the football. Yeah. And I was like, how is it possible that this guy can't probably run? Sure. <laughs> and is teaching this. Right. Right? And is making plays. And and doing and 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 organizing the sport. So I don't necessarily think that it has to be that way. Some people are just really good at packaging information in a way that's easy to understand. And Sometimes the best people who are amazing at their craft are just terrible teachers. Right. They aren't able to to package all of their skills in a way that they can educate a person on how to, mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes maybe they don't even have the patience to do that. So I don't believe that you need to be 100% practicing what you're preaching. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're going on ethics or or saying something like, this person is bad if they do this. Let's and then take, you do it. <laughs> let's take politics. Right? Sure, yeah. Politics is a yeah. perfect example. Don't travel. Do, like, like, <laughs> and they're in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, or, or California. Like, I don't want anybody in restaurants. Yes. Like, you know, like, yeah. they, it, there's just so mm-hmm. many cases in politics. Mm-hmm. Where they say one thing, yeah, and do another, and how can you trust the government? Yeah, at that point in time, they're not doing what they are saying, and I guess that's what made me question it. Was part of me says uh, wants to discount what the person is saying if they're not practicing it. You know, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's like you know, trying to take coaching on how to be a millionaire from a broke person is kind of void is it not but but then again this is why i asked the question is what if that broke person knows how to teach you how to be rich just doesn't practice what he preached and made you a millionaire or has an addiction that's just he has his own yeah right killing all his cash flow so that's what made me pose the question is that there's a part of me that wants to be like mm, you know what that's void man like you're not practicing what you're preaching how can i listen to you if you don't if what you're saying you're not even doing how mm. can i listen to that i just i don't know if it's a credibility thing but I, I, i've got an 
issue with that. But then I also can't discount the fact that I've had my life changed by advice from people that do not take their own advice. You can also learn from people who are completely incom- like incompetent. You can learn like that's what I'm not going to do. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Right? Like yeah. so I lessons come in many shapes and forms. You can watch a person who's doing exactly all of the wrong things. Yeah. Like and man, learn you messed up everything. <laughs> and you'd be like, okay. Mm-hmm. I will do nothing that that person is doing. I do not want anything to do or I'm not going to mimic any of those behaviors. So lessons are, lessons can be gleaned. Yeah. In many different ways. Yeah. I think I have so much more respect for people that do practice what they preach mm. and are teaching it from a place of service because they understand like, hey, listen, I'm living this and I know that this works because it's helping me and I now feel like I have a duty to help other people because this changed my life because I practice what I preach. I feel like that has so much more weight and I feel like those are the diamond, that's the, that's the diamond in the rough. That is that national treasure. <laughs> I was just about to say that. You find that that's a treasure. How many coaches and teachers have we teamed up with that just have dropped the ball? Mm. And it's because they are not coming from a place of knowing and certainty. They're coming from a place of, I need cash in my bank account, so I'm going to run these people through my system that I invented. Right. And the results never are there. Mm Mm-hmm. Where's that person who's reaching out to you and educating you because they're just serving and giving back because they've went before and they know how to do it. That's a, like you said, a diamond in a rough. Yeah. And as a young entrepreneur, it's an ambition of mine it's to get to a place where we are so abundant we have the ability to share with others how to create abundance as well in their own lives. And we're not at that place yet. <laughs> no. And we don't pretend to be. No. And that's okay. I have a really big issue right now. I, I just recently jumped on an app, Clubhouse. Yeah. And we're we're playing around with that. It is mind-blowing on how many educators there are on how to be the next social media success or how to make a million dollars or like the world is full of life coaches (laughs) just coaches period okay people who are willing to give out advice because it's free but haven't put in the work to find out if that advice is actually valuable Mm. and as a younger person in the if you are just starting or you're just on your path it's very hard to decipher between what's real and what's fake and it's the same with martial arts if you were to just jump into martial arts and to to look at all of it sometimes it's hard to figure out 
what's bull and what's yeah. what's real. Next thing you know, you're getting chi punches. Yes. <laughs> and you're convinced this is real. Right. Yeah. So I just, I, I think that the people who have gone before and really focused on their craft, maybe, do they have to be older? Like, do you find experience? Some, it's just experience. It's experience. It doesn't. But, I mean, but experience you, usually comes with age. Do you think that anything can get learned in under a decade? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You can learn. Oh man, absolutely. You to can the point where you could coach a, a full. Yes. Okay. I think so. Ten years. Ten years, dude. Whatever a thousand hours is. I don't know what's the what. No, ten thousand hours is about it? ten years. Is ten thousand hours is ten years? How long does it take? I don't know, man. I'm I'm not yeah. doing. You yeah, know, I, I don't do math. Do <laughs> right. Forget it. I, I, yeah, but, anyway, but maybe five to ten years. Five years. But I feel like if if we use that as the marker, maybe that is more than ten years. All I know is that you can become insanely proficient in anything within a few years if you are dedicated to mastering that craft and you put your full force and your full attention into learning whatever that is yeah and that is your primary driver and that it, you will you will excel to the point where you can teach others and have learned something that you're on the front lines you you gained tribal knowledge in whatever that endeavor is and man you could do i mean look at us we've only been at budo brothers for five years yeah. and how much do we know now that we could and have t taught others you yeah. know when people are asking us about e-commerce and about you know all these digital online courses and all that man we help we help where we can yeah but we never we don't go outside of our capacity in what we know that we know that can help others because we do practice what we preach and the only lessons that we do give is from our practice so if you do practice it i feel like you almost have a card to teach it yeah i feel like if you don't practice what you preach you don't have that card but still people teach things that they don't practice practice yeah and I, there can I, still be value there that's what i'm talking about right now if you were to look and take a cross section of the coaches and teachers out there. They are full time coaches and teachers. What does that even mean? <laughs> and that's a business. Yeah, like they're a business coach, yeah, a right, life sure, coach. Right. A, they're a coach. Where, where is the practice? Like, are you practicing life? Are you practicing living yeah, well? Right. Like, if you're a business coach and you have it. What's Run. the record look like? Yeah. Like, what, what was your first exit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, well, Get it. Yeah. Like, and if you can. But that's not the case. That's not reality. Like, like you said, that's a diamond in the rough. Mm. The industry right now, <coughs> the industry right now is full of free advice, free guides, free mm. information. Information is free. Right. And it is oversaturated it's oversaturated with information of people who have not done they are just putting together concepts 
on things they've heard or what they've read. They or, read a Tony Robbins book and now they're, hey, oh, what was the new one? Life designer? Oh, what is it? Human design. Is human new, design. Ooh. And if you're a human designer, no, <laughs> Sorry, no offense to it. But it is kind of but funny. It's just, it's just the new, it's the new thing, right? And, and it, I just can't help but. So again, here's that same source of why I brought up this whole question. It's like when somebody, who, you know, a 22 year old life designer yeah. who hasn't lived life, what gives you the license to design other people's lives? But, but also Maybe. if you can, and you can literally help people all the power to you. Yeah. But again, I just get back to that point where it's like, maybe that's what, maybe that's what the takeaway is, is that, that if you do practice what you preach, you are a rare bird and yes. you're going to attract other rare birds. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that a lot. Being rare is good. Being, Being rare is good. When you, the definition of wealth is having something that not everybody can have. Sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> so even if you're not talking about finances, yeah, having that in your toolkit, being a martial artist who practices that martial mm -hmm. art every day mm -hmm. and then shares it. That's a diamond in the rough. Is, a diamond, is a diamond in the rough. I, it, you know what? I, I would say is a diamond in the rough because I have seen a lot of martial arts instructors who talk about fitness, health, and the lifestyle of martial art and what they do, drinking, not exercising, not doing their training, and what they teach their young students are two different things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot, yeah. a fair share, because you have to take into account, we see a lot of great martial artists, but there's also a few who don't really care about it Mm -hmm. as much as it's more our a, listeners or maybe our sure. community and they just it's more of a business like hey yeah. let's just you know hey johnny's gonna get his purple belt and let you know let's let's invent like three more colors just to you know because every <laughs> you know the business where it's just mm -hmm. a, i feel like there's such a difference between somebody who feels like they've been put on this planet to share their gifts purpose and passion mm -hmm. and somebody who's like this is a great way to, to make money. Yeah. You know, and it's a rack them and crack them, set them up and <laughs> have a, have these crazy complex belts that, and, and no one mysteriously fails. <laughs> you know, everybody passes to the next thing. Cause it's dollars in dollars out. Yeah. One is selfish. One is selfless. Right. So at the same time, I also do feel like a lot of martial artists that do teach at least started with that 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 passion that purpose but i do actually think that a lot of times the magic can be killed when they try to turn it into this into a into a um not a farm but like a a, a factory mar like the mcdojo the mall martial arts yeah. you know where it's like it's they lost it they lost and now it's they're just thinking about it as a business they're not actually thinking about it as the true potential that it is now get don't get me wrong i am actually willing to bet there are more martial arts schools that do teach from the place of passion purpose and help yeah there is way more martial arts schools that are high quality that passionate instructors that are living out their purpose that are changing people's lives and there are way more people that are doing that than there that are not that are the mcdojos that are the 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 mall the, just the this the stereotypical martial arts schools that literally are not teaching a damn thing yeah and it's a balance right because at the end of 
the day you do need to keep your lights on. You of need, course. You need to keep the school running. 100%. So there are tactics and strategies that are proven to do that. Absolutely. And you can't really knock a person for doing that in order to Absolutely make sure not. that at their school is going. We, yeah. And as long and there's the secret recipe to that is providing value. True. Are you providing value to your students? Yeah. Are you positively impacting their lives or are your students punching bags and you're you get an ego stroke every time you get Definitely. to step on the mats Definitely. there is a huge difference there and i don't want to make it sound like we're shitting on school owners we're shitting on the wrong school owners mm -hmm. and if you are one of those school owners we have every right to shit on you because it's exploitation yeah you're that's not budo that's not martial art that's not the true essence of martial arts it's not yeah I agree. The authentic, the, 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 the number of amazing individuals that we've met on our journey, man, and the countless lives that they've changed and are continuing to change. That is what the world needs. hundred percent. And we want to support those people. And, and so I don't want to sound like we're just, we're just tearing shit down. Yes. So the Budo brothers challenge, Ooh. we talked about word is bond. Yes. Doing what you say. I want everybody to pay close attention to what they promise in a day and to see how many of those things that they actually do. How many of the promises that they made, like, hey, I'll call you later. Hey, I did this. Hey, I'm going to get a workout today. Even lying to yourself, right? Like, did you skip that workout that you said? Because accountability to yourself is mm. just as important as accountability to other people. Keep a ch tally chart and just maybe make a tick down on how many times you broke your word and see what, what the number is at the end of the day. I think that's just an interesting thought exercise. I'm going to take that and raise it to the next seven days. Ooh. Every commitment that you make, you're going to follow through on. Dang. For the next seven days. And it, when you have made a commitment, yo, I'll call you in five minutes. You're caught, you are dropping dead and calling that person in five minutes. Every, any, hey, let's meet up on Wednesday at 3 p.m. You're going to be meet on Wednesday at 3 p.m. So you've turned every Budo brother into liar, liar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where they get liar yeah. and they have to say yes to everything. Yes, or no, yes, they, yes man or whatever. They have to follow through oh. on the commitments that you make. If you are making, if you are going to say that you're going to do something for the next seven days, whatever you said you have to do, you do. And you can't turn into a mute and just not talk to anybody. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so bring that to your awareness. Realize every time you've made a commitment and make it your priority to follow through on that commitment and be one of those rare birds that practices what they preach, does what they say, and is an example of others to live up to. Love it. That's the good That's place it. to leave Sign it. Sign off. All right. We will see you guys next week. Make sure that you're following our uh, all the social media things, Instagram, Facebook. We had some new product drops coming up. Yes. Or just had even too. So... Make sure you're following us and join, join our them, email list. Join the email list and hit us up with some comments. We'd love to hear what you think. Let's get after it. Everybody, I hope you have a wonderful week full of commitments that are followed through on. <laughs> <laughs>